This is a Suno India production and you're listening to Climate Emergency. Hi, I'm Rakesh Kamal, the co-founder and producer of Suno India. I'm also an environmentalist and I work extensively in the climate change policy and advocacy space. Welcome to the second episode of Climate Emergency. In this episode of Climate Emergency, we discuss how the lungs of Delhi, the Aravallis, are being encroached using illegal purchase of forested common lands. Priya and I talk with journalists Nitin Sethi and Kumar Sambhav about their investigative piece in the Business Standard. So about a year back, Sambhav and I started looking at what was happening to the Aravallis and how we were seeing trickle of stories in all media about how the Arablis are turning into real estate. And while going through this, uh, we came upon the first hint that uh, Baba Ramdev's Patanjali group was also involved in purchasing lands in the Arablis. Um, it took us a few months along with our sources to discover that Patanjali and through a bunch of companies it had formed, which one can call shell companies, was buying disputed lands in the Aravlis, which were forested lands, uh, should have idly been common lands belonging to the villages. And they had done it through a bunch of real estate uh, dealers in Haryana. And they were doing it stealthily and quietly because um, there was dispute over the ownership and there was also the controversy that these were Aravli hills that should be preserved as they are. Um, We discovered that because these lands were disputed, we could see that these lands were being purchased at pennies and it could over time when the disputes were settled in favor of these companies, uh, thanks to the state government, that this would turn into real estate gold. So uh, we tracked down these companies, we looked at the records in government of land ownership, we were able to run through a host of these so-called shell companies that the Patanjali group had created over years, which whose prime dealing was only uh, this Arabli Hills in a village called Kot in Faridabad district of Haryana. Uh, yeah, I mean, why was this disputed land in the first place and how did these um, you know, these real estate agents and dealers, um, you know, managed to get over 100 people to, you know, hand over power of attorney. So if you could sort of uh, explain that a bit. Sure, I'll ask Sambhav to do it. But just to uh, say that 100 uh, land deals was what we got documents for. We believe there are hundreds of more, which we could not get authentic and complete proof of. But while we were in Court Village, we heard of hundreds of more deals that had been made. So we've got the tip of the iceberg in some sense. And Samba will explain how uh, these lands in the first place went over to how, as you said, uh, the land dealers were able to buy out these lands. Right. So as you ask, like, why are these uh, disputed ownership over these lands? What basically happens is uh, in each village, you have private land owned by individual families for agriculture, etc. And then there is a there is huge part of that village estate which is held collectively by all villagers as common land or common property. Now, uh, in Haryana, there is a law. There has been a law which says that these uh, collective lands, which is called Shamlat land in the state revenue records, they are supposed to be 
owned collectively and the ownership has to be with the panchayat of the village now what happens is uh, each family though the ownership is collective each family would be considered to be owning nominal share in the notional share in the in the whole common land so for example if the village's total land private land is 100 acre and village's total estate is 400 acre so 300 acre is uh, say the common land then each family would own three times of their private land as the nominal share in the common property now you don't know where your share is you don't have a plot as a as a family in these common land but you just know that you have this much of nominal share so what used to happen is these dealers would go to these uh, these uh, village families and ask them to sell that nominal that notional share of their ownership in the common land hoping that some day these common lands would be privatized by the government through whatever process that they would influence or lobby for privatization of common land and once privatization happens they would hope that those notional share would be converted into uh, proper plots and those no uh, and then they will convert into regular ownership so these dealers were actually buying these notional shares through the power of attorney agreements because according to law as i said there is no sale or privatization allowed of these common uh, common lands so these dealers would go and say that through power of attorney they have bought all the rights of these families over these par- parcel of lands and as nitin uh, said that we discovered that we 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 got hold of these power of attorney agreements between land dealers and these families and they have been handed over to different families uh, one by one over a cycle over years and when we connected the dots we found that several of these dealers were working or purchasing these land through power of attorney on behalf of the patanjali group companies uh, and they had a clear connection through these groups we also looked at the documents of these companies and we found that these companies have actually uh, uh, paid advances to these dealers uh as uh, against these power of attorney agreements or so all these villagers have been paid by patanjali group is it i mean could be peanuts but they're all been like paid and there's a transaction that has happened yeah so let me uh, take us back a, a step further into history um as sambhav was explaining that these lands under the law of the state were supposed to be vested with the panchayat but in several places the government maliciously has not done it over years and these farmers ended up out of little greed perhaps hope sell these parcels and their notional shares to other people outside haryana and these people in turn have sold it off to the patanjali group so this uh, transactions have been happening for last decade or so and uh, in all these cases the the owners whoever they are they do get some money on it the money they get is a pittance compared to what the price of that land would be once you allow commercialization and real estate development so it's a typical racket that we've seen in land dealings across the country where those who are powerful have vested interests and influence in the government will go and buy over either agricultural land or common lands at a pittance and then get the rules turned to make that common or agricultural land where you can actually hold commercial properties and that price jacks up and they sell it off further to make money out of it you know because as per law only agricultural land can be consolidated 
state government as per your stories um has already look, looking at consolidating this land so yeah could you sort of explain how this is ultimately going to benefit patanjali and its uh, subsidiary companies sure um so as we were saying that these are common lands a lot of the land passes that patanjali group has bought through its fronts uh, is common lands in the hills in aravlis adjoining agricultural lands of the village now under the law the consolidation process happens for agricultural lands where over decades the agriculture parcels have got fragmented because families have increased in size etc etc the government is allowed to intervene and say okay instead of three parcels distributed all over the village we'll give you one parcel of land equivalent land or equally fertile land somewhere so that you can do better farming now this is allowed only for agriculture land but in this case haryana government has repeatedly tried and this time it's got through by saying we'll consolidate your ownership disputed ownerships even in the aravli hills and even in the common lands so what it will do is what was considered just a notional ownership will turn into a consolidated parcel of land physically owned or controlled by the patanjali group and if they if they're good with how they lobby they could get this land right next to a road or somewhere where access is easier and the price of that land would escalate further so instead of having 100 parcels in the notional parcels in the hills they will have one consolidated parcel in the hill and partially in the lower area which which is really superb for real estate resort building etc because there's a highway passing right by connecting gurgaon faridabad and delhi makes it easy access to those who want to go there so patanjali could turn it around and we've seen other companies do it before patanjali also buying these lands getting them consolidated and these consolidated lands turning into in some sense real estate mana that that can be then sold off at multiple levels of profits and also in a sense it will just end the dispute over ownership also like you right now you say that this is common land and notional shares but you just get a plot and a in a clear ownership over it after consolidation so if you remember you know this land law that we've had and arguments we've had over whether india requires a land land acquisition law and all it's all built on this basic principle that none of us have in india large parts of india do not have affirmative ownership documents over the lands we own they are disputed the best way to settle a dispute is for the government to intervene and give you a document saying you own this then the courts also respect it much better the disputes get settled out immediately it's a, it's it's again a land racket that runs all over the country almost always at the cost of the poor who cannot hold against the system very long and go through litigation etc yeah um just a bit curious so what was it that these guys would tell the villages to you know to get the power of attorney would it be just a very simple monetary transaction or tell them that listen this is forever going to be in conflict so um, you know this you as well make money out of it i mean what was it that they were telling the people on ground to get such you know large parcels of land handed over let me put it this way others had already bought a large parcels of these lands have been bought by other outsiders into the village and they could not perhaps do anything on it because it was so far declared as forest and aravli and protected where you cannot do commercial activity so people have bought these lands even in 80s and 90s from the villagers and they're just sitting with this parcel of land without being able to do any real activity on it so if i x person goes to them and say look 
you bought this land at peanuts 10 years ago but you're unable to convert it into anything i'll give you four times the money you gave at that time and your troubles over you made a little profit on your investment i'm sure anyone would be easy game for it saying well you know it's off my hands i made a little money on it and it's off to someone else who maybe is able to convince the government to turn it into commercial real estate property and earn a little bit so we've seen this model operate in haryana it's called land use change scam at some point so these games are played where intermediaries get into play and buy lands on behalf of bigger real estate dealers and then bundle it together and sell it to one real estate dealer and he will pass it on to the next one who's a bigger real estate player in the region and somebody who's influential enough and large scale enough will get the pattern and the land use uh, classification of that land changed to suddenly open it to development both of you have broken such a big and important story um why but i have not seen it being picked up by the mainstream media a lot have you had sort of any um major newspapers reaching out to you saying that you know they would like to sort of do a follow up story um why 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 is the media in india sort of sitting on such a big story and not doing anything about it well um frankly i don't think it's the first story that we'll all be sitting on uh it reflects more on the state of media and our inability to report on things which not only involve malfeasance by this government but also dubious uh, dealings of the private sector i think uh, in general uh, and this is not passing comment on any individual organization but generally i think our media is finds it very difficult and this is true for long run to report on malfeasance or even dubious uh, dealings of private companies and it's partly to do i think with the kind of defamation laws we have in the country where you can be sued for criminal liability and you can run through these cases for years endlessly at the end you emerge victorious in most cases but it's a tedious Uh, harassment and the criminal liabilities that are attached with criminal defamation are difficult for all news organizations to deal with so i see this partly as the systematic problem that we have of criminal defamation in india partly also to do with um, how do you write against some of the biggest advertisers in the country so like i uh, i have had conversation with some of the reporters who wanted in other publications who wanted to follow up the story and it seems like uh, they were clearly told that oh, you can do so like after our story there was a press conference by the uh, opposition congress in uh, in delhi and then opposition which is also in opposition in haryana state and when press conference the party presented all papers documents and so many of the journalists still wrote about it but they had to not take the name of the company now it's simple like you there's a political party which is which is leveling allegations you could just still say that this political party is making and you take a comment from the other side so you can take company against comments from these allegations but even that simple exercise of reporting is was not allowed in some of the publications that you can't take name of the companies so you know and i know that you know repeatedly i've seen in these three articles you've said that you know you reached out to representatives of patanjali um and you've not have you like got any response till date from them or is it just been like complete silence from their end none whatsoever we haven't got a single response uh, i know of other journalists who tried from other media organizations to reach out to them 
to get a response and there's been dead silence on the part of patanjali group in our stories we reached out to all subsidiary companies that were involved uh, we must have sent more than 30 mails i think and several phone calls whatsapp messages uh, but we got not a single word we didn't back follow up over two weeks with them we didn't get any why this could actually have a huge impact um from an environmental perspective you know um, a big conglomerate like patanjali owning land in a very eco sensitive area like aravalli's uh, what are the potential impacts of of this um, if you know if and when this consolidation mass consolidation goes ahead and happens what could the impact be so uh, just to go back to the same question that you asked uh, what were the problems why is it disputed so we mentioned one law that was about how common land should be vested with the panchayats and common lands can't be privatized but over up and above that there were there are also this, most of these common lands are aravalli hills there and there have been laws uh, forest laws which protect any kind of development or any type, kind of commercial activity in in these lands so there is uh, forest conservation act which applies to all kind of hills and vegetate veg, areas which are under green vegetation and supreme court orders apply on that that nothing can happen there there is a state law which is called punjab land preservation act which also protects these kind of eco sensitive areas now state over the years has been trying to uh, dilute uh, these these protections over the aravalli hills in haryana there have been several instances which we have listed in the in the in the story a recent uh, example was that in january this year itself the state government tried to amend the punjab land preservation act and which would have lifted this protection from any kind of development in aravalli hills including in the court village where Panja, where patanjali has uh, been buying land now that that uh, amendment has been stayed by the supreme court but that also shows that how over the year the the protection over aravalli's near ncr has been diluted or deliberately kept vague so that uh, these development can happen now aravallis uh, is it's very well documented scientifically proved that they act as the water recharge zone for delhi and ncr they also act as it's, it's so called lungs for delhi to to clean air uh, and we have seen examples when last year uh, there were sand storm uh, desert storm in delhi and it was said that because of the Uh, deterioration of the hills of aravallis the the desert is expanding towards delhi so it could have disastrous impact on environment we are already seeing uh, and uh, so it's that's why it's very important and in policies and in law in by the supreme court all have uh, acknowledged this and trying to protect it, protect it but the state has not been acting on these protections so if i may add to this uh, you know Patanjali is not unique in what's happening to Aravalli. Patanjali for us was a symptom. It was a symptom of how uh, one corporates act and what they claim and what they really do to what's happening to Aravalli. So the reason we went looking more deeply into Patanjali group was because it was reflecting on both the levels of corporate veils that we have which does not allow us to see the real work that they do and how they earn their money. to that arablis are under risk um delhi is already an unlivable city in most parts of the year as we know because of air pollution 
if you flatten out Aravlis, you turn it into a city that perhaps may not be livable throughout the year. So um, clearly, it is a great challenge for the city. It's also a challenge because there is pressures of real estate development as naturally as it would be around a capital region. But whether the state, and when I say the state, I mean the center and the state government can have a balanced, transparent system of saying how much area shall be opened up to real estate mining and how much shall be preserved. I think it's shown us the challenge and the layers and the amount of effort different stakeholders put to undercut laws, rulings, Supreme Court orders and how much effort it would take to prevent this in coming years. You know, yeah. uh, with uh, all these various amendments being made to uh, various environmental laws, including the Forest Rate Act uh, and this, do you feel that the government is diluting many of the environmental laws that are there which are protecting uh, the existing uh, you know, natural forests and uh, spaces like Aravallis? Uh, so, I guess you're referring to the challenges that have arisen to the Forest Rights Act that Haryana hasn't actually ever implemented in uh, reality in its region. Two, yes, I would principally agree with you that there is a move of diluting the overall environmental governance system. That said, I must also, I think we both agree, Sambhav and I, that it's not as if the current set of environmental laws are sufficient to protect the environment and their implementation itself would protect the environment in the first place. These, if you remember, are legacies from the 80s, 60s, 70s, dating back to as far as 1927, the colonial era. They need to be updated. At the moment, uh, they are only rent-seeking mechanisms that neither save the industry nor the environment. But um, in the name of reforms, uh, we've seen a series of dilutions happen in the past five years at a pace that we've not seen earlier, but not as if the governments before that were also not at it slowly. Uh, we've seen, a, I think, a dramatic and a more blasé attempt at doing that. Um, will it get worse? I think looking at the proposals that are now before the union government on amending the Environment Act, in different places, the Forest Rights Act being diluted in some areas through other laws, the amendment to the Indian Forest Act of 1927. Uh, we do see a large uh, challenge coming up in the coming years of how environmental governance shapes up in the country. For you both as uh, journalists and reporters who have uh, you know, written this important story, what is it that you you're expecting and hoping as a way forward and also um, are there any plans for any more follow-up stories uh, linked to this particular story in itself? You know, as reporters, I think uh, our work stops at putting out the truth as far as we can to the best of our ability. Uh, what other stakeholders, actors do, if they do something, we will report on it hopefully. We'll stay with the story and that's the best we can do as journalists. Um, will there be follow-ups? We are already working on some and it will take time. Again, this one took, I think, our concerted effort for a month and a half and, a, and our sources concerted efforts for a year and a half when we will be able to mature more out of it. But yes, uh, we hope to and intend to keep at it, keep a vigil over it and see what else we can bring out. On 8th July, Jairam Ramesh, Member of Parliament and ex-Environment Minister, 
quoted the article by Nitin Sethi and Kumar Sambhav in the zero hour of the parliament. He urged the Environment Ministry to take an uncompromising position as per SC orders and protect the Aravalis by cancelling their legal purchases. Thank you for listening to this episode of Climate Emergency. As independent producers, we rely on you, our listeners, to spread the word and support us reach more people. You can visit our website sunoindia.in and subscribe to our newsletter for regular updates. Make sure to rate us on iTunes if you are listening to this on Apple devices. Also, make sure to check out our other podcast, The Suno India Show, for more on the daily issues and themes of concern to the society.